Hey guys, welcome to the Cane Violation. We're going to talk some basketball today. So, what's going on in the news, the NBA news? Well, the Memphis Grizzlies blew out the Thunder by 73 points, the largest differential in NBA history. Wow, that's pretty bad. Draymond Green said the Thunder should be fined. <laughs> I think the NBA should really come down hard on them, though. I think Adam Silver should take away the Thunder's next available second-round picks. Can you imagine if he did something like that? Can you imagine? In fact, I heard, I heard uh, Adam Silver went really hard really hard on the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat taking away their next second round that next available second round picks I mean that, that that's coming up in like 2026 2028 you can't you can't take those away you're you're blocking these poor franchises from drafting their next Nikola Jokic or Lou Williams or Brandon Dawson this is unprecedented uh so look teams teams better be careful with uh you know breaking the free agency rules because really devastating losing second round picks wow 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 uh let's see sham charnia said kyrie irving is nowhere closer to getting the vaccine and that he is uh, not going to play basketball unless he gets traded to the Cavs, that is. Last week, I talked about a Kevin Love for Kyrie Irving swap. There were a few other moving pieces in there. I'm telling you, I don't think it's off the table. What else happened? Oh, Neil O'Shea got fired. About time. Uh, Alex Caruso leads the league in steals. That's amazing. Did anything else happen? Uh, oh, the Phoenix Suns completed no not no lost November. Mmm, what a what a good team. Hey, what's going on with uh, Sarver? Anything? Oh, I guess he has too much money, so who cares? All right, let's start the show. One thing I don't understand, though. What? Utah Jazz. What's the connection? I and mean, these are the things that keep me up nights. And that's our team this week. The Utah Jazz. Who are actually pretty good. They're a good team. I'm not going to lie. They played the Blazers and the Celtics this week. But let's talk about who our guy is. Who is our longest tenured player? Who is the highest paid player? Who is the highest paid player who's played in the G League for this team? Well, it's the same guy. It's all the same guy. It's Rudy Gobert. He's been on the team since 2013, and he is still kicking some serious butt. He was picked in the late first round. The Celtics could have had him, but instead, we picked Kelly Olenek. 
Paleo Linux not bad. He's just not as good as Gobert. What can you do, though? What can you do? All right, so they played the Blazers, and uh, it started off pretty rough. It took more than two minutes for someone to freaking score. And uh, Bogdanovich was uh, one of the first ones to hit a shot, and you had uh, (laughs) C.J. McCollum, who looked like he was trying to do jumping jacks to distract Bogdanovich from uh, from hitting a three-pointer. It was a little strange. Um, but it, it was it was nice seeing the Jazz play. I don't see them play too often. I feel like I only really watched them in the playoffs for the most part. At one point, Gobert, he, he did a reverse dunk, but he, he barely had the jump. It was... It was the strangest thing, but it makes sense. Gobert had a very nice block on uh, Lillard in the fourth as well. Kind of interesting that Donovan Mitchell closes his eyes to visualize free throws. So he'll he'll close his eyes for like two seconds right before he shoots because apparently this is what the sideline reporter said he likes to envision the ball going in the basket. He's meditating. For those two seconds, he's meditating. And does it work? I don't know. But it's it's his thing. It's his routine. Everyone has their routine. Um, yeah, this, uh, this bench... Not looking too bad as well. Hassan Whiteside, Rudy Gobert, their big pickups of the offseason. They uh, they look good. It kind of reminds... Um, uh, Whiteside reminds me of uh, the Andre Drummond situation in Philadelphia. See, when Embiid's off the court, you just put in Drummond. When Gobert's off the court, you put in Whiteside. And you really don't have to adjust the offense that much. Because, you know, none of these guys can really shoot threes. It's only Embiid, who's a three-point shooter, but he really shouldn't be taking that many. Maybe one or two. Nah, maybe like five a game. I don't know. But it's 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 very easy for this offense to function because you don't have to do too many adjustments when Whiteside comes on the floor. Whiteside just has to do a really good go bear impression, basically. Which uh no one can really do, but he's doing all right. I get he's doing better than Derek Favors was last year, and they were actually paying that guy money. They're they're giving Whiteside the vet minimum. I thought Whiteside was probably done. I'm shocked that he even played for the Kings and that we didn't hear about any bad locker room. Uh, brawls or anything like that. I mean, 
I hear Whiteside's not the easiest guy to get along with. Maybe, maybe it's not that. It's more that he's just, he's very pouty, very temperamental, I'd say. And then one thing I got pumped about is that the jazz announcers were calling Gobert the Stifle Tower. I didn't know that that was still a thing. I thought this this was like dead on arrival back in 2015. Everyone's like, we got a new nickname for Gobert. It is the Stifle Tower. I didn't know what Stifle meant back then, but I Googled it and was like, oh, oh yeah, it makes sense because Gobert is is a big stifling person yes this is a great nickname it rhymes with Eiffel Tower Gobert is French oh man we have the best nickname of all time and then apparently Gobert was like oh, I don't like it so they it kind of stopped and I only really watch the jazz when they're in the playoffs and I don't hear them use that nickname too often I really don't so I'm really glad that the jazz announcers will throw that in there once in a while. I mean, it's just great seeing these guys healthy again. I mean, Royce O'Neal wasn't in this game, but Ingles filled in very well as the fifth starter. And uh, it's just nice because uh, Bogdanovich was injured last year. Conley was hurt. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's such a good starting five, but they're never freaking healthy, right? So what? Ooh, this this team doesn't have a shot. But maybe this year, maybe this is the year because they are a real offensive juggernaut. They're not afraid to attack the basket. They have great chemistry. They They pass the ball around a lot, finding the open man. And a lot of them are cutting to the basket as well. It's much better than, say, I don't know, the Boston Celtic offense. And then there was a pretty cool play. This was uh, just under six minutes in the third. Donovan Mitchell, he tries to drive up to the basket. Doesn't have a shot right away because he's sandwiched between Lillard and Nazir Little. So Mitchell, he finds a little opening between them. And uh, he, he flicks the ball right up in the air with his, his right hand and is somehow able to get the shot off into the basket. The jazz announcers were calling it a brush stroke. Uh, okay. I, I don't watch too much of Donovan, but I'm really noticing that he is not really just a shooter who can, uh, you know, drive to the basket once in a while and hit a cool layup. He's, he's very, very crafty. He has a lot of creative ways he can get baskets. He's got the turnaround. Sometimes he can beat his man to the basket. Sometimes he'll just throw up a brush stroke and then right immediately after this stroking that Donovan was doing he has a beautiful steal. McCollum was trying to pass it to Damian Lillard um, right by the three point line at the uh, beginning of um, beginning of the possession and Mitchell just steals it. Wide open break to the basket Donovan Mitchell, hang time, baby. Woo! 
Slam dunk. It, it looked like uh, something out of the dunk contest. It was uh, very cool to see. And, um, of course, the Jazz, they ended up beating the Blazers. It was kind of close for most of the game. And then around the fourth, the the Jazz just really stepped on the gas. And uh, that was it for the Blazers. So, um you know, we had uh, we had some garbage time in this game. I noticed that Trent Forrest was playing a lot for the Jazz. I don't really know who he is. I I I, I mean, I've I've heard of the name before, so I had to look him up. He wasn't even drafted. I know they were playing kind of shorthanded without Royce O'Neal, so maybe he was filling in for those minutes that Royce usually gets. He did okay, I guess. He had a couple neat layups. He was taking the ball up, too, at one point. So, interesting stuff. Rudy Gay is uh, doing a better job than Georges Niang was for them off the bench last year. Although Niang looks excellent this year for the Sixers. But Niang didn't look anything like... um, like the way he was, uh, he's been playing for the Sixers back when he was on the Jazz. Like it's just, like real big improvement. So you know maybe it's it was just a change of scenery. It's not like the Jazz really lost a a great player because Niang was with the Jazz for years. So maybe Niang just needed a new team that used him differently, and. The Jazz needed a veteran off the bench, and now they have um, Rudy. Rudy, he just he can't fail. All right, and now to the Celtics game. Ah! Ah! What a crap game. I'm just kidding. It was actually a really good game, especially if you don't have a horse in the race. It was very close the whole game. It started off... Not great for the Celtics, though. I mean, the Jazz, they hit four threes in the first four minutes. It seemed like every minute of the first quarter, the Jazz would just hit a three. It wasn't the case, but it was pretty close. They hit nine threes in the first quarter. But the thing that was keeping the Celtics in the game was the Jazz turnovers. There was uh, 10 turnovers by the Jazz only three minutes into the second quarter. And the Celtics were really converting off each of these turnovers. They had 16 points. And, uh, you know, you you just got a, a good performance from Marcus Smart. He was blocking out Gobert. Gobert, you know, is whining that, ah, it's a foul, ah, it's a foul, and then it's, it's funny, uh, I love, everyone has trouble with Gobert. At one point, Grant Williams got called for his fourth foul, and you can hear Grant yelling on the broadcast, he's seven foot four, ah! I mean, I thought he was seven two. 
Is he seven three or is he seven one? I don't. I don't think he's seven three. He's not that tall. Isn't he just seven feet tall? Let's see. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. He's seven one, with a wingspan of seven nine. Wow, it's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, I, it's uh, you really see why Gobert is an all-star. Um, watching uh, these past two games for myself, because I always wondered, like, oh, doesn't he just like get like rebounds and stuff? Like, no, he does. He does a lot of stuff. He he plays a uh, very great defense, very, very great defense. And how about Al Horford turning back the clock a bit? 19 points in the first half. Wow. Oh, yeah, and then at one point, Smart kind of sort of dunked on Rudy Gobert. Like, it wasn't like a, a poster dunk, but he basically beat Gobert to the defensive rebound that Gobert was about to get. Smart just leapt into the air, grabbed it, Put back slam. It was uh, it was beautiful. It's something I don't see Marcus Smart doing too often. You really don't see him dunking too much. So that was great. That was great. Um, by the third quarter, these teams were just really cooking offensively. At one point, the Celtics actually got the lead. The like they were up. I mean. Like, starting, like, midway through the third quarter, it was, like, you know, constant lead changes between each team. But, uh, I mean, it was not the case in the first half. The Jazz really seemed to have control of the game in the first half. The Celtics were, were down pretty much the whole half. There was uh, There was a very great pass from Ingles to a cutting Donovan Mitchell to the basket, leading to a quick open dunk that was uh, just beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean, this it, it's this team just has such great chemistry. I mean, a lot of these guys have been playing with each other for a while. Gobert, Ingles, Mitchell's been there since 2017. And then you got even Bogdanovich. This is year three with them, I believe. Conley, this is year three as well. So they're very familiar with each other. Very uh, Royce O'Neal, he's been with them since what, like twenty, like sixteen, maybe fifteen. He's he's been around. So there hasn't been too much change with this team in the past couple years. And I'd say that's a good sign because, you know, even the Bucks, people were saying, ah, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Giannis and Middleton just just aren't just aren't uh, meant to be together. Maybe that they, they need to get a better second man next to Giannis. It can't be Middleton. They need um they need someone I don't know about Brooke Lopez. I don't know. 
but they figured it out. They they figured it out, and sometimes you just got you got to keep the band together and just go go with the same crew for a few different playoffs or, or playoffs uh, each, each year. You gotta you gotta take multiple bites at the apple. You can't just completely change the team if you know. Yet you lose in the second round, the first year. You know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try again. You know sometimes it's just like silly things that happen that is is beyond beyond these teams' control, and it's just you need to just say all right. Let's try again next year. Let's try again next year. And sometimes you do it for, you know, three or four years, especially if you're a small market team like this. You don't have too many options. You gotta, you gotta, you can't just keep making all these constant trades. I mean, you should always make smart trades like the Bucks did with True Holiday. But, Sometimes, sometimes it's just health too. I mean, last year I don't think these guys were all a hundred percent. I don't think Conley was. I don't think Bogdanovich was. And they kept. They made it a competitive series. It's not like they got swept. I think it was the Clippers that knocked them out. So, yeah, try try again. I mean. It's not like you're going against the juggernaut Warriors of years past. Or are you? Because the Warriors look pretty good this year. But we'll see. It's it's been it's been a few years since they've won. So I still say the West is wide open. It's the Warriors, the the Jazz, and uh the Suns. Lakers, I don't know. I don't know. We're doing the Lakers next week, which is uh, pretty funny. Um, so, anyways, the Celtics game, I mean, it was looking good. It was looking good. Richardson, Josh Richardson for the Celtics was actually hitting shots, making the Jazz nervous in the fourth. But... I mean, it was just absurd how many three-pointers the Jazz hit. They hit 22 three-pointers, and there was still eight minutes left in the game. And I I watched the Celtics broadcast of this, and I guess it was actually the most three-pointers that the Celtics ever gave up to a team. Which, I mean... It seems like it should be a really big deal. And it also, you would imagine if that's the case, you would get blown out as well. But this game was actually very, very close for uh, most of the second half. Actually, really till the end. Really till the end. And um, I'm going to give some tough love here, but Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell who was uh, in your draft class, Mr. Jason Tatum. Picked after you, too. Picked after you. You were 
technically the number one pick. This guy was, what, the 15th pick? Tatum, Mitchell can close games better than you can. He he just can. Yes, Jason Tatum can get hot. He can get hot. He, he did it this game. I worry about him as a closer, though. I mean, how how many daggers has has Tatum gotten? Game winning daggers, or you know, just just going on a monster run. I mean, I think of when I think of like Tatum's, you know, final plays and like games and close games. I think of the uh, the Bam Adebayo block. That the, the block that Bam Adebayo got on Jason Tatum, absolutely embarrassing, horrible. And I think of all the um, all the air balls, or pretty much air balls, or shots that were just terrible. Shots where Tatum should have passed the ball, where, you know, there's like, Five seconds left in the... Or, no, no. A lot of times it's like 10 seconds. It'll be like 10 seconds left in the game. It'll be tied. And Tatum will be like, Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm going to hit the shot. Don't worry. And then it it's like a clunker right off the, 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 the side of the rim. It's like, okay. Um... Look, you're you're not really Paul Pierce, uh, Joe Johnson level yet, Tatum. You got to actually hit these shots. The only shot he did hit was that uh, the one last season. I think it was the first game of last season where the Celtics played the Bucks, and Tatum hit that shot. <laughs> it was actually a pretty crazy shot. It went off the backboard. It was like a, a three pointer that went off the side of the backboard in the basket. But, like, it's that was also, like, not a good shot. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I think I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell on my team than uh, Jason Tatum. I actually, I started, I started a nickname for Tatum, believe it or not. I've only told it to my co-worker. But I'm I'm worried that uh, I'm gonna have to start saying this often. I'm so I'm just gonna I'm gonna phrase it as this. I really hope I'm not gonna constantly need to call this guy Jason Tradem. I, I, I uh, this is this one of the the greatest Celtic players. I guess in the past ten years. I mean, is he though? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Definitely one of the best players we drafted. I mean, Jalen Brown's pretty good, too. He's hurt right now. He didn't play in this game against the Jazz. So, I don't know. I, I, I it, Donovan Mitchell gets my vote. If, if I had to pick, if I had to pick between the two, like... I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Good Son. That's about Macaulay Culkin playing a real shit bag. And Elijah Woods, his cousin, he's like he's like the good cousin. 
and he's trying to convince like Macaulay Culkin's family, like your son's a monster. He he kills dogs. He drowned his his baby baby brother in the bathtub. Like, come on. And then at the end of the movie, spoilers, but it's an old movie. It's like almost thirty years old at this point. At the end of the movie, the mom is 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 on top of a cliff and hanging from that cliff. She's holding on to Macaulay Culkin in one hand and Elijah Wood in the other hand. She can't pull them both up. It's too much for her. It's too heavy. She has to drop one of them. She has to let one of them go. She's she can't save them both. If if she if she holds on any longer, they're both gonna fall. She's gotta choose one. And then she just says sorry <laughs> to Macaulay Culkin. She's like sobbing, like sorry. And it just lets him go. And Macaulay Culkin goes flying. Flying off a cliff into the ocean. And she pulls up Elijah Wood. But so, but I I just imagine if I'm on a cliff and I'm holding both Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Well, actually, the, we would all die because I can't I can't even hold an infant off a off a cliff. I have no arm strength. But let let's just say I I I could actually hold two NBA players in each hand off a cliff. And I, I'd have to let one go. I, I, I'm not gonna give an answer, but I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I do. I, I'm picturing it right now. And I might have to pick number forty-five. Ah. All right, let's let's Jazz. I think you guys are uh, going to be good. I think you're going to make it to the second round and lose again. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our movie of the week. It's our first animated movie of the week. I picked this one out because I've had it on my IMDb watch list for years actually. My watch list is, uh, you know, it's about 100 movies deep. And I've been just doing a terrible job keeping up with it. I was doing pretty good during the pandemic. I know we're still in the pandemic, but, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, right when it started, when people were afraid to go outside. And all we did was watch uh, Netflix, mostly Tiger King. But, uh, yeah, I was doing a good job. I was, you know, watching maybe like four movies a week, which is pretty good. But now, I mean, the last movie I watched from there was probably like three months ago. So I've been doing a terrible job. So uh, when I got a page full of Batman titles... In um, the infamous creature feature book, which I'm uh, using to pick out movies here, it um, 
it only seemed right to pick this one out since it was already on my watch list. And and, and even I haven't even seen Batman Returns. I could have done that one. I've never seen that movie. I've seen the first Batman like years ago, like over 10 years ago. I think I watched it on VHS. There was like a local record shop near me that was selling VHSs for like 50 cents. So like one summer I just bought a, a whole bunch of them and uh, would just like watch a VHS movie almost every night. Because I didn't have cable in my room back then. No no one had. This is like 2008. No one had like the streaming services. That wasn't even a thing yet. It was still cable. It was still DVDs. But um, I had a VHS player in my room. And with no cable. I was just like alright. Well I'll just watch these when I go to bed. Whatever. Um... And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm not a big fan of animated movies. The only ones I really enjoy are far and few between. Mostly, they're just ones that I watched from when I was a kid. And I don't even like a lot of the ones I watched as a kid. On top of that, I don't really get a hard on at all for superhero movies. Like, oh, a new Marvel movie is coming out? Who cares? I mean, if you're 43 years old and you're staying up till 4 a.m. so you can buy tickets for the new Spider-Man like a, a month in advance, then, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. It, it, isn't it a kid's movie? They're like, oh, Tobey Maguire's coming back. Tobey Maguire? D- did you not see Spider-Man 3? Did you not see the last one he was in? Big whoop. Big whoop. I just, I, 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 I whatever. Can we, can we grow up a little here? Then again, I shouldn't talk since... I've been playing Matt Hoffman Pro BMX and watching Shining Time Station every morning before work. So, hey, you know, everyone has their thing. But it seems like a lot of people are just really obsessed with this this superhero nonsense. Okay, it's not nonsense, but it kind of is. So, I mean, you'd imagine that me being forced to watch an animated superhero movie would be like some form of torture. Sure, yeah. But uh, that wasn't the case with this movie. I actually, I did dabble with Batman cartoons briefly as a kid. I mean, I wasn't obsessed with it, but I, I, I had some VHSs in rotation at one point when I was a kid. It was in the collection. I actually I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was this movie or the animated TV show um, that I had. I think it was part of Batman the animated series. I really th- 
thought the covers were cool with uh, the villains on there. You know, one of them had uh, had the Riddler. One of them had the Joker. Penguin was on another one. Um, I I I think uh, <laughs> I think. I enjoyed the covers more than the TV show. And uh, did you guys know, I used to collect Goosebumps books as a kid. Not to read, not to read. I, I collected them for the freaking covers. I collected them because I thought the covers looked cool. See, that's the early makings of a crazy person right there. So... My pa- my parents knew early on. Oh boy, oh boy, he, he's not even gonna read them. He's not even gonna read them. God damn, we gotta spend another five bucks on a, another one of these just so uh, he can put it on his bookshelf. Okay, all right. But hey, I will say this: I like this movie. The the animation in this movie is able to accomplish something that's actually really hard to do with live action films and that is uh creating unique shadows and and uh silhouettes of characters putting characters in shadows it, it's it's really difficult to do in live action movies because um, the the lighting almost has to be perfect, and it's very very tedious and and time consuming, and I can see why it's it's not done that often in live action movies, where they'll make the decision of all right just 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 put in a random street light somewhere like uh, we don't have time to you know find the perfect. Uh, dark silhouette here for the character but when it's animation different story and they are able to do this here Um, we got a a lot of outdoor sequences of uh, Gotham is uh, it's very very uh, eerie I guess it uh it it's the the city's a character in itself i'd say it's um it's uh it 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 does not look like a very welcoming place it doesn't seem to be a place i'd want to hang hang out in but i i do i i like this animation i do i like it a lot um and I think of, like, the Tim Burton movies because this this was actually released theatrically in 1993, so about a year after Batman Returns. And so there was this movie, then right after that was Batman Forever, and then uh, after that was The Abomination called Batman and Robin. And watching this movie again, it it made me realize, wow, this this cartoon takes Batman and 
the inhabitants of Gotham more seriously than the live-action movies seem to do, which is weird. You think it would be the opposite, but no. This 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 takes this like really adds a lot of uh, emotional depth to the Batman character. And um, I think that uh, that's one reason why uh, it's a favorite amongst Batman fans. It's, uh, because there's there's really there's really a, a heart to the movie. I mean, we um we're uh, I'm just realizing. Wait, I'm realizing. Did did I even say the title of the movie? It's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. For some reason, I I read it as Phantom when I was looking at it in the book. Because well, one is... This has nothing to do with the 1979 film fan, Phantasm. Which I've never seen. I've only seen the second Phantasm movie. But... Um, you know, that's that's why I have this book here. When we get to the P section, all the titles that start with P, then I will watch Phantasm. So Phantasm is this mysterious person in the movie who's uh, who's showing up. He's uh, he's killing all the mob bosses in the city. So we got we got a lot of stuff going on. Gotham is being overrun by Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda and Dick Miller are like, you know, let's get the stuff and deal the stuff. Let's get it. And then they're in a graveyard, and the phantasm guy, it's like a guy in a mask who sounds a lot like Stacy Keach uh, because it's voiced by Stacy Keach. And he's like, Oh, I'll kill all of you. I'll slice you up like prosciutto. And they're like, no, don't do it. And then there's Andrea Beaumont, a love interest of Batman. Her dad, her dad is in the mob. Not good, not good. Batman, we see flashbacks. Batman wants to marry. She want he wants to marry Andrea. And she agrees. But then but then she flees. Batman gets a note that's from Andrea like, "Ah, no. Sorry." So Batman is very conflicted in this one. He's he's at one point at his parents' grave being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Get me out of here. I just want to be Bruce Wayne. I'm tired of this. And then you got the phantasm. He's killing all the mobsters in the city. And the police think it's, it's Batman because they're both masked 
figures. So police are like, oh, a masked figure is killing uh, the cast members of The Godfather. Uh, so let's, uh, let's arrest Batman. Let's arrest Batman. But no, it's not Batman. It's not. And then there's another villain involved in the plot. The mob needs help taking down Batman. They think it's Batman that's that's killing them. It's not Batman. So the mob goes to the Joker. And the Joker's like, ah, 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 ah. He, he lives inside an abandoned... Well, it's similar to that, that uh, ride that's in... Uh, Epcot at Disney inside the Epcot ball. I think it's like the World of Tomorrow or something like that, but this version of the ride is like the the world of uh, Gotham tomorrow, like the future of Gotham. We see it in a flashback with Batman and Andrea. They're they're at this at this ride and it's saying like, "Oh, Gotham's going to be so great. Look at all these cool buildings we're going to have." And then um when we uh, go to the present, we realize that um, Gotham is just run by a bunch of low-life criminals, and that there's there's nothing being built. There's only things getting destroyed. So they shut down the carnival, and that's where the Joker lives now. He lives in the carnival. And I don't want to spoil too much. But I will say. Three stars. Three stars. Tier three. Alice rating. This gets the Alice rating. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. Let's listen to some... Hip hop guys, thank you for tuning in. Lakers next week. I got your mind twisted. Unrealistic wavelength draining on your brain strength inflicted crosswords puzzling your doubt questioning your own mental health yeah it's like a maze within itself yeah check the grimy slimy slimy criminal menial individuality searching for the dark night lurking in the shadows of the city he wrote with Jiggy, my crime committee, robbing every coffin piggy bang blind take a journey through the mind of a red light. Time felony offender, demented, brain cemented, mixing the blender. Illusion, mass confusion, question mark, clusion. What, where, why, who's it? Quiz, time to ask yourself who it is. Shiesty be you know, underhanded biz. Invaded brother's wits. Can I live? Corrupting, bringing all the misery and suffering. Pain, you couldn't cure with the buffering. Rotating, ridiculous, rapid fire riddle. Back, get trapped in the middle of the red love. Observe 
if you will I'm in my hideout in the back of the hills I crack a board and I quarter by the mill Co-defendants Johnny Blaze and Bobby Stills We was blazing hot wheels Turn the corner, you can hear the wheels squeal On that ass fast was the Batmobile I can tell by the demon on the grill This was real, alley cat screaming I hear the trash can, garbage everywhere Money flying out the bags and trying to escape Hold on with the cake, or else he'd be headed upstate It's the Red Bluff my clock now i'm wanted by the manager souping me up saying you're a good yeah. worker how would you like a quarter raise move up to the register large in charge but you gotta be a spy come back and tell me who's bagging my fries getting high on company time hell no sir re wrong mc why should i be a spy when you're spying me and you see what you thought you saw but never seen you missed the last move checkmate crown me king pull my 22 pistol whip them in his face i are now i'm fired so but now i'm wired i spit red but the beat bop my head hit the streets for relief i bumped into feds i got kidnapped it took me to dc had me working underground building missiles for world war three m to the a to the s to the k put the mask on me face just to make it next day brothers be gaming ladies be claiming I walk the street and camouflage my identity. Uh-huh. My posse uptown wear the mask. Uh-huh. My crew and the queens wear the mask. Uh-huh. Stick up kids with the Tommy Hill wear the mask. Yeah, everybody wear the mask, but how long will it last? I thought he was the one done. I was stung on by his lips. Taking sips of a normal red or sour with a twist. Shook my hips to the baseline. This joker grabbed my waistline. Put pressure on my spine, trying to get elbow to one. Back to four from the night quarter. With five fingers to his face. I had to put him in his place. This kid's invaded my space. But then I I the smile, but I couldn't place the style. So many fronts in his mouth. I thought he was the golden child. Then it hit me, that's Tariq from off the street around my ground. I haven't seen him since 15 when he got booked for doing scams. I tried to walk away, but he wouldn't let me leave. He ran him quick behind me asking, yo, what happened to my sick and Steve was like this kid I went with back in grammar school. I chuckled, knucklehead. I seen him yesterday. He's busted, so who you checking for now? 
Probably some intellectual. I kept the conversation straight, but he kept trying to make it sexual. And his old lady tried to play me, waved the hands up in my face. Yo, I told her, check your man, cause if you acting out of place. M to the A to the S to the K. Put the mask on me face just to make it next day. Brothers be front, then they be running. I walk the street and camouflage my identity. My posse in the Bronx wear the mask. My crew on the aisle wear the mask. Stick up kids rolling in the Omni wear the mask. Yeah, everybody wear the mask, but how long will it last? 3 a.m. in the morning, on the boulevard. I'm still at large, engaged with my entourage. Me and Godfather ain't the 67 Dodge. I stepped out the looked, then post up my guard. Searching for my car that was stolen from Scotland Yard. My first instinct was to check the top shop garage. As I rung the bell, someone tapped me on my back. I turned around and looked, it was a rookie in the mask. He said, I got it. On my trigger, don't move again. I'm taking you for murder. See, cops are two faces like two laces on my Reeboks. My knees not as I step back for a clear shot. Did you shoot him? Nah, kid, I didn't have the pause. That's when I realized I'm bumping too much Biggie Smalls. Jamaica wear the mask. Uh, stick up kids bumping Fuji La wear the mask. Yeah, everybody wear the mask, but how long will it last? I'm serious, man. I'm so sincere. This the flow right here. The, the Jeffrey's career. Make money, take money. Yeah, yeah. That watch is nice. That's what you bought for me. That chain is nice. That's what you bought for me. The mid-range is nice. That's what you bought for me. Take that shit off. Move, I break you up properly. I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way. Make money. Make money, money, money. If you ask me, it's the only way. Take money. Take money, money, money. That peeping in my window. Wow, the feds on me now. They know when I'm sleeping, they know when I'm awake. I know they got my phone tap, I'm screaming. 
Jake. I'm trying to stay out them pants, so I switch states. Bad news, VA, now that sounds great. I see the with the ice on, rim shined up. This town's one big, waiting to get I holler at AI peoples to gig. They charge me 500 a piece for two. Then I'm back doing me, I'm back out on the spree. Catch me slipping out. Give me a little crew, I have them for me. The more proud I can take, the more paper we see. Change my name and then why they don't know where I be. Yeah, doing dirt, but a little key. That watch is nice, that's what you want for me. That chain is nice, that's what you want for me. Give me a race, it's nice, that's what you want for me. Take that off, move up, but you want properly. I get mine the fast way, ski mask way. Make money, make money, money, money. If you ask me, it's the only way. Take money, take money, money, money. Modified by regrouping, substitution, displacement, and other devices that disguise them. 